James, I'm your Fancy Pants host. This is the Danger Hour. Join me in yet another audio adventure strolling through podcast land. Oh my God, James, where the fuck have you been? Well, I've been a busy little bee. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, I've had my hands full as of late. Uh, you know, let's just not get into that. Oh my God, James, why do your teeth look so weird? Because I just came back from the dentist. Everyone's favorite place to go. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, if you may or may not know, it doesn't matter. If you listen, you're probably aware that last year I had a whole shitload of dental work done. Bunch of stuff that I put off. They actually told me many times, like, wow, I think you're uh, the only person that's come in this much to get all this work done in such a short period of time. Man, they really sung my praises. Boy, did they compliment me. I'm sure it had nothing to do with making money off me. <laughs> so uh, I put it off for a long time, and it's like, why haven't you been here? It's been a year. It's like, look, I was here so much last year that I, I, I got sick of you people, and I don't want to step foot in this place for a while. Oh, I understand that. It's like, great. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for being so understanding. So they, they did my update, my, my, my uh, what do you call it, my checkup. And the lady, uh, she was my, what do they call them? Dental hygienist. Yeah, she was poking and prodding my gums. And she's like, oh, my God. Your teeth are perfect. And I said, wow, so I, sh- I should probably avoid you guys more often, huh? <laughs> Haven't seen you in a year. I was supposed to go back three months later. And I said, fuck this. But James, don't you think that type of behavior is going to lead you right down the road that you were on before? Yeah, one might say that. But, uh, you know, allegedly, (laughs) according to these people, I'm doing just fine by avoiding them. (laughs) Yeah, so she took on my numbers and uh, because she goes, oh, look at these numbers. I'm like, you, I I don't know what any of those numbers mean. And then she's like, oh, I'll explain it after we do our our check or our uh, new checkup. And so she had the girl sit in the chair. One, two, one, two, two, one, one, two, 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 three, two, one, two, two. And so she got done. So what you really want is ones and twos. Even threes are good. And I got to tell you, your teeth are absolutely perfect. All right. Look at me. So they put this varnish on. Apparently, it's supposed to help even further protection. I don't know. And uh, they even, re- they re- uh, what do they call it? They, they suggested that um, I get a laser treatment from my normal dentist. But when I saw the hygienist, she goes, you know what? You don't need the laser treatment. Your teeth are stunning. Oh, God. What a great feeling to go to the dentist and have them say nothing but positive things. So that's where I stand today, boys and girls. My mouth is in tip-top shape, if you were all wondering. (laughs) And as far as my overall health, oh, boy. Let me tell you, I got some more great news. I've been killing it with my diet and my exercise routine. Oh, my God. Nothing but good news across the board. My sex life is uh, through the roof. Oh my God, James, tell me more. 
No. <laughs> you don't need to know all the details of my sexy time, sexy life. But James, aren't you married? Yes, I am. Happily married. James, then you can't have a good sex life because you're married. With two kids, James. So what could you possibly be doing to qualify your sex life as good, James? Let's just say, for a married man with two kids, my sex life is downright peachy. So you're just getting like once every two weeks? Uh, no comment. All right, let's move right along, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, I've been hitting the gym, and by gym, I mean my garage. That's right. I have my weight set out there, and I've been hitting it pretty hard. I've been doing some research on the onlines, and I've uh, discovered some information that has been helping me. Uh, I've been building some muscles. Nothing, nothing major, but I think I've, I'm on the road to be in the best shape of my life. If I just keep this up for another three or four years, <laughs> I'll be a fucking savage. You'll see. But James, why all of a sudden are you on, a, on an exercise mission? Are you going on another vacation, James? That's right. You guessed it. I mentioned this on another previous show, too. I'm on my road to my Hawaii body, but I'm not going to make it because uh, we're going to be going in less than a month. Can you believe it? Time flies. Jesus Christ, it seems like when you have children, it's like someone presses fast forward on the life remote control. Jesus. It's so fucking fast. It seems like just yesterday, I had a little baby. All of a sudden, she's 11 years old, and now I got another 8-year-old boy. It's like, what the hell happened? Getting silver hairs popping out of my head? Jesus Christ. But, uh, you know, you do what you can. Yeah, so I, I had my little goal set for Hawaii, and uh, it seems like it was just five months ago I booked the trip, and all of a sudden, it's almost here. And, uh, you know, I've been working on my, my beach body <laughs> for the last couple months and, uh, I'm I'm doing pretty well, but you know, I'm still not satisfied. What am I ever going to be satisfied? The answer is no. <sighs> the problem is I've got deformities because of my motorcycle accident. The left side of my, of my, my left arm, you know, has some nerve damage and I, I can't work all the muscles. Some of the muscles have been fucked up. And they even cut one of my pec muscles out when they, when they sliced me open to fix my, my internal bleeding and my collapsed lung. So uh, it's just been, a, it's been an extra process. So I've noticed that since some muscles are not working or, or dead, there's other muscles that are compensating. So I'm just like fucking crooked and off and it's, it's, it's a big pain in the ass. So all you normal non-deformed <laughs> people, Count your blessings. Yeah, it's really weird. Anyway. But uh, that's, that's the hand I was dealt, boys and girls. Boy, I'd love to go back in time. You know, you know what I hate when people say? That they have no regrets. I have all nothing but regrets. I regret everything. If I can go back, I would change a whole lot of shit. But I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Fuck the person I am today. I could have been a better person. Well, you could have been worse, James. Uh, nope. Not if I, uh, if I knew what I know now. If I knew what I know now, I can go back and change everything. Oh, man. Yeah, I regret everything. But uh, I'm making the best of what I got going. <laughs> That's what I want to hear someone say in a movie. Yep, I have a whole lot of regrets. But I'm doing the best I can with what I got. 
But anyway, yeah, one of my big regrets is being deformed. If I can go back and change that, believe me, I would. The thing is, I don't think a lot of people notice I'm deformed. And if they do, they probably just don't say anything. But uh, I can pull it off pretty well. But I know. Because you can lie to others, but you can't lie to yourself. <laughs> you know what I've been, I've been noticing a lot lately? And yeah, this, this podcast is going to be all over the place because uh, I didn't, I'm not looking up any notes. Or, it's been a long time. It's been a while since I did a podcast. So I'm just going to have an absolute diarrhea of the mouth. And if you're into that kind of thing, boy, oh boy, strap yourselves in because you're going to have a great time. Uh, if you like structure and coherent thoughts, then this is not the podcast for you. So, uh, where the fuck was I? See, I just threw myself off of my, my tangent. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, vocal fries. That when you start talking one way and your voice kind of does that. A lot of girls do it. It's extremely annoying. And I notice it all the time. And it makes people sound like they're fucking retarded. Okay? Oh, my God, James, you can't say that word anymore. Uh, you know what? Another, another thing you need to know about this show. Uh, this is very just stream of conscious and I say things and yeah, you might judge me and think I'm a monster, but, uh, you know, the things that everyone thinks and don't say could probably put you in prison, right? (laughs) Did you think about murdering people at times? Don't lie and say you don't, you know, you think about murdering people or do I just have rage issues? Like for example, if someone is being an absolute asshole and you know, purposely being an asshole And you're just, you know, I have these little fantasies where I just want to just put my hands around their throat and just strangle them until their life leaves their body. Stuff like that. Or something like, you know, I think I mentioned before grabbing a a person and throwing them through a a big ass pane, (laughs) a big ass window pane. Just grabbing them by by their back of their pants and their shirt and just fucking throwing them out the window. Stuff like that. It helps me cope with assholes in the world. Hey, I'll even fantasize about ripping someone's arm out of their socket and beating them to death with it. Is that something I should be uh, concerned about? I should talk to someone about? I don't know. We're not, we're not here to focus on that today, boys and girls. We're here to talk about vocal fry. But I was going to point out that my use of the word retarded is from the 90s when it just meant like lame or stupid. You know, nowadays you can't say a goddamn word without someone being offended. And uh, if you happen to be offended more often than not, then this is not the podcast for you also. This is a safe place. It's called the fucking danger hour for a reason, all right? Because this is uh, no holds barred, just a bunch of random stupid words flowing out of a moron. And uh, they're not meant to offend, or are they meant to offend? I don't even know anymore. Who gives a fuck? So, vocal fry. Steer this car back in the road, James. Uh, That's when people... I think I already mentioned it. Start talking one way, and then they start. Da, 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 da. And they do that thing. A lot of women do it, and you sound like morons. There was a podcast I listened to recently with astrophysicists, right? And this chick on there was a physicist as well, and she dealt a lot with the environment. And the the topic of the podcast was climate change, and uh, there, you know, it was very intellectual. So I had no business listening to it. I was trying to follow along best I could. But this woman is a doctor. She has multiple degrees from multiple esteemed universities. Yet, she spoke with a vocal fry and she sounded like a fucking moron. It's like all her credibility went right out that window, just like the guy I threw through it earlier in my previous uh, remarks. 
So she, you know, they ask her a question and uh, like, oh, doctor, so you've done, uh, you know, you've done quite amount, uh, quite a bit of research in this, in the field of climate change and you've studied the oceans and you study uh, marine biology. So what do you think? Yeah. So climate change always is, it's, the climate is always changing. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is that humans being alive and doing what we do has advanced the climate change to be even hotter in a shorter period of time, as opposed to it naturally progressing over millions. Oh God! You know, it's it's just unlistenable people that do that. And I've I I pride myself from never have watching a single fucking episode, nay, a single clip of the Kardashian show. But allegedly, from what I hear, they are the ones that made that popular. That ha ha ha. Yeah, Oh, God. Please, women, stop doing that. Please. I Pretty please with sprinkles and cherries on top. I'm uh, I'm trying to raise my children on a related note. I'm sorry. I, like I said, I'm all over the place. I did have some coffee earlier, so I'm a little little wired. <laughs> I try to raise my kids not to be fucking morons. I'm sure all of us parents have that same agenda. <laughs> so whenever they're talking and they're picking up these bad habits from people at school, I immediately snap at them and uh, and put them down. No, I immediately <laughs> snap at them. When they say the word like, uh, and it's completely unnecessary. People use the word like and they throw it around way too much. And it makes them, in my opinion, makes them sound like they're extremely dumb. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of people talking because the line of work that I'm in, I have to talk to a lot of people. And it drives me insane because I don't like people. Uh, No, because a lot of them will use the word like unnecessarily and it drives me nuts i'm one of these assholes that picks up little ticks on people you know if someone does something like blinks a little too much or uh you know scratches their ear a little too much i'm gonna pick up on it so if someone uses the word like too much that's all i can fucking hear it's all i hear when they're talking so yeah like the other day i like went to this place and like you know i grabbed this coffee and like it was, you know, like too cold and uh, I told the girl, hey, like, uh, yeah, that kind of shit. So sometimes I pick my, uh, my, my kids will use the word like unnecessarily and I'll, ah, bup, bup. don't say that. <laughs> People might think, oh, you're being one of those grammar Nazis, right? I don't give a fuck because it annoys the shit out of me and none of my offspring are going to carry on that stupid fucking habit and uh and continue spreading it throughout this shitty world okay if i can do my due diligence by removing that dumb habit from just my two kids maybe it'll help them remove it from uh you know a few others and then a few others and then it just spirals into a a snowball effect and i i change the lives of hundreds of people some might say i'm being a hero but i'm just gonna say i'm doing the right Speaking of teaching my kids things, uh, another thing I, I try to condone is communication. Um, I think that is one of the most important things in life, and I will stand by that. And I try to teach them 
that if they have an issue to speak up. Um, and another thing is my son, he's playing baseball right now and he wants to be, he wants to try pitching. My son is fucking absolutely murdering it as a catcher, killing it, dude. And I'm not exaggerating. These are even his coach's words and I stand by them. He is without a doubt, not even a question about it, the best catcher in the whole league. No one can touch this kid. It's fucking slaying it. Now, the problem is he's so fucking good at being a catcher that the coach always sticks him as catcher. And my son started off as first baseman and he loved it. He's, he's pitched before too. He likes that, but he loves being first base. Uh, he really likes being catcher, but he's getting kind of burned out on it. And the problem is he's so good at it that the coach is scared to put any other kid in there because he's like a fucking wall behind the plate. Nothing gets by. Now, the thing about Little League, well, it goes for the pros too, but it never happens. If, the, if there's a wild pitch and it goes past the catcher, whoever's on base is stealing, right? Especially if they're on third, they're stealing home. Now, my son is so good at it, he catches pretty much everything, even the wild throws. Sometimes they get past them, but for the most part, he keeps kids on the bases. And, uh, and he's literally... I mean, you pull him out and the, and the whole thing falls apart and crumbles. <laughs> I'm just being a proud dad and fucking... Uh, singing his praises as you couldn't tell yeah i'm so proud of him he's doing really well but uh the problem is that he's doing so well at catcher that you know the coach doesn't take him off doesn't take him out from behind the plate so he wants to be pitcher i'm like you gotta you gotta talk to this guy and tell him what you want communication is the number one most important thing across the board i tell him all i tell both my kids all the time say what you feel you know whatever if something bothering you mention it if you want something, ask for it, go for it. Don't just assume people know how you feel or don't wait for something. Go get it by asking for it. And, uh, you know, I give them examples and all that shit. But, and I, you know, I, I don't get, this is like, this plagues people. This really plagues a whole number of people because I listen, like I said, to a lot of podcasts and people write in for advice. And a lot of the fucking majority of these things are, how do I talk to my wife? What do I tell? How do I say this? How do I tell my friend this? Just fucking say it. Just tell them. <laughs> Why is everyone so scared to say something? Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Wouldn't you rather have someone that gives it to you straight than someone that's blowing smoke up your ass? I know some people don't like me because I've said the truth or called people out. I know that. Uh, you know what? That's their problem because I just got to gotta do me. <laughs> I've always hated that expression. Yeah, yeah. Do you. Do you. So yeah, one thing I pride myself on is never have seen that Kardashian show. Another thing I pride myself on is establishing with my wife. I think we have a strong marriage because from the beginning, it's always been like, what's going on? Oh, what's the problem? Talk to me. Blah, blah, blah. It's always been about talk. Open, open talk. Even with the kids. What's going on? Talk to me. I feel like my kids are, uh, are pretty vocal, and I love that. They, I feel like they can come to me and ask me about any problems they have or any questions or, or advice. Um, so I love that shit. I fancy that, even. So, yeah. My life mostly has been revolving around baseball as of late. My kid's in, uh, yeah, he's in baseball. He's got games and practice, and I take him to the park, and I practice with him because, like I said, he's, uh, this is his first year playing, and he's 
doing so extremely well. It's blowing all of our expectations. Even the coaches are amazed. And even the coach, whoa, even the coach told me, um, I've gone and we've, we, ha- we went to like a pizza joint afterwards to hang out with the team and all that. And he told me, hey, he goes, uh, when we first drafted the team, he goes, you know, I didn't know your kid because obviously this is his first time playing. And what I saw, I liked. But there was another kid who I had on my previous team who I knew was good. And so I offered to trade your son to the other coach for that kid that I know. And the coach said, nah, no, thank you. And he goes, and now? He goes, God, I wouldn't trade him for anything. It would have been the biggest mistake I ever made. Oh, man, is it so great to hear that as a father. He's fucking killing. I'm so proud of him. Um, dude, I, I'm so into baseball. I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned before, that I'm, I joined the softball team at work. Because I've just gotten so into it. Because he's into it. And so we practice all the time. And I'm you know, playing catch. That it made me fall back in love with the sport. And it just so happened that my, uh, the guys at my work were throwing a team together. And I just fucking happened to ask like the week before they were starting to play. And he's like, yeah, we need someone. And actually, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very antisocial. You might listen to this podcast and think, wow, you're a very outgoing guy. Wow, you, you, for work, you talk to a lot of people. I hate all of it. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> like, for example, last night, we, had, uh, we went out to the pizza, the pizza joint after their game, my son's game. We got invited. I did not want to go. I did not want to go. I don't want to talk to people. You know, I don't want to, yeah, I just want to go home. And I did it for my son. You know, he really wanted to go. I was like, oh, God. So I went. I wound up having a good time. Like always, I wound up having a good time. But my initial reaction is like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do shit. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I should make a Dr. Seuss book. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go anywhere. But yeah, I wound up being fun. But uh, when it came to the softball team, I started getting my anti-social ways. And I started even being... I started. I wasn't practicing what I'm preaching with my kids to be vocal, right? And I saw the guy who organizes it, and I'm like, ah, he'll if because I uh, I asked, I inquired about it from someone else, and they're like, oh yeah, I'll talk to the guy about it. Yeah, we need people, so I'm sure he'll be he'll be up for you coming along. And I saw the guy who organizes the whole thing, and he looked at me, but he didn't say anything. And it's like, oh okay, well he must be busy. He'll get to me when uh, you know, if you if you need someone. And I was like, look, motherfucker, you're telling your kids to go ask for shit they want. And what are you doing? And so it's like, yeah, you're right, inner James. I should go do that. And so I was like, I walked, because, uh, you know, anti-social me, I don't want to go talk to people. I don't want to do anything. And so I walk up to the guy and he's like, hey, uh, I talked to so-and-so about the softball and he said you need someone. So you still need someone? He's like, yeah. He's like, you want to play? He's like, yes, I do. All right, be there at this time. See you then. Fucking easy as that. Easy as that, just going and asking for it. So uh, there you go. There you have it. So I've been playing softball. Now let me tell you what happened to me. Because yes, things have happened to me. Now uh, I haven't played an organized game of baseball, softball, whatever. It's the same shit. Since high school. Yeah, it's been a long, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Let's see, how long has that been? Uh, 17 years? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... Um, you know, I've been playing catch, I'll bat with the kids and all that stuff, but uh, to actually play an organized game, 
boy, oh boy, was it an awakening. And especially softball, because I never played softball. And you might not think it's a big deal. It sounds like, oh, yeah, it's easy. But when they pitch it to you, it's like they put like a backspin on it, and it just makes it a little more difficult to hit. And it's just awkward having a ball floating up to you instead of it coming straight, you know, a straight line drive. So uh, it took me a little while to get used to it. And, but my first, my first game, the first night was a, was a tournament style night to determine what bracket you're going to be put in based on how good you are. Now, we were playing this fucking team that was, I'm not kidding you. This is a softball game, right? You'd think like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it'll be fun. These guys were fucking professional level. I'm not kidding. They look like they were professional ball players. The way they were hitting, the way they were fielding, the bullets they were throwing. Like, holy shit. It was unreal. And these guys were hitting nonstop home runs. Even some of them. Now, this whole setup, it looks like a legit, it's like, um, it's like replicas of the real fields. So one of the, the field I think we're on was a Dodger Stadium. Looks just like Dodger Stadium. And uh, they're really nice. And this guy, a couple guys hit him out of the fucking park over the wall and even over those big nets out into the parking lot. And I was like, holy shit. Unreal. So I'm in the outfield. Now I'm doing fine the first game. We have uh, two games that night. We took an hour break in between. Everyone's drinking, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I guess I'll join in in the festivities. I'll have a beer. So uh, they gave me a big-ass tall beer. And I hadn't eaten for hours, so it hit me a little quicker than normal. And I was like, holy shit, I'm buzzed. And the second game, I fucked up. Like, all of my, um, my hand-eye coordination was a little bit off with the outfield. Because like, I, in one inning, I got four line drives to me, and I missed four of them. <laughs> They rolled past me. Like my glove was on the floor going to grab it and it went like, you know, an inch or two to the right or left. Or maybe I had to put my glove down all the way to the ground and it went and rolled underneath me. And this guy's like, what's going on with you, man? I was like, fuck. I shouldn't have had anything to drink. Well, how much did you drink? Shit, man. And then um, the next inning, he threw me on third base. He's like, I'm going to switch it up. I was like, yeah, because I'm fucking up. That's why. And I go to third base and here comes a monster of a guy. This guy was forged from steel. All right. And his bat was like a fucking mighty swift telephone pole. This guy was a giant among men, right? He stands up to the plate. And where do you think the ball went, everybody? Fucking line drive to third. And it takes one bounce. And I go to position. And I put my glove right out. And I have my right hand next to my glove to secure the ball once it hits the glove. But my problem was I went over a little too far. And the fucking ball line drive to my finger. Jesus Christ, was it instant pain? And then like instantly I felt nothing. It went completely numb. And the ball hits my uh it hits my hand and it flies, of course. It once goes over me and it goes to the outfield. And I go to the third base because there's a guy running and um kind of make the play and all that shit. So the, like the next batter comes up, they hit the ball, you know, I think they get caught out. And then I was like, fuck, my, I feel something on my hand. I look down, and it's just, I'm covered in blood. My fucking, look at my fingernail was separating from my, from my finger. I was like, oh, God. Really? You moron, your first night of playing, and this is what happens already? And then the inning was over. Uh, we got all the three outs, and I'm going to the dugout, and the guy sees my finger. And he's like, oh, shit, what happened to you? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Washed it off. It was so painful. That my finger is still fucked up, and that was like two months ago. 
because I keep banging the same finger. I'm pretty sure I broke something or fractured something. But for a good month, it was uh, pretty painful. But I kept playing through the pain. <laughs> also, it turns out I'm an old fuck. And I'm playing outfield. And uh, I've made quite a few outs. I'm pretty proud of how I, I've done. I have made some mistakes, but everyone does. Uh, we were put on, if you're wondering, the lowest division because we're the shittiest. <laughs> it's called Rookie. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've made some mistakes. Um, but the, the reason why a lot of mistakes I made is because my legs, the muscles in my quads just get so sore. Like the, the second game I had, I felt like an old man. My legs in, my, in the front were just locked up. It hurts. It was so painful. Came home, iced them. The third game, same thing, but a little less. Fourth game, same thing, a little less. It just keep, it's getting better and better, but my right leg just keeps getting locked up. But the last game, I, I played through it just fine. But uh, I got my next game tonight. And I'm a little bit nervous that my leg's going to do the same shit. But uh, I'm enjoying it, having lots of fun. It's really cool. I want to get my own team going next season and have like a bunch of friends. Because um, it's just fun. It's good camaraderie to go out there. We don't ever practice, so we just show up and play games. So that hurts us. But uh, a lot of these dudes, I'm, I'm not kidding you, they play on multiple teams, multiple times a week, and they're so fucking good. So good. It's just, you know, next level shit. Uh, so it's been it's been pretty fun. So maybe I'll put it out there uh, and invite whoever potential listeners, if you guys want to play, I think I'm going to put a team together next year. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put the word out if we need more players. And... Uh, Maybe you can get involved. The danger hour at yahoo.com is my email. You can email me for any reason. It's just me that looks at the email, so I'm not going to sell your email to some greedy corporation. Uh, no one else is going to read it. You can send me recipes. I'll make them. You can send me movie recommendations. I'll watch them. You think I might like a song? I'll listen to it. You want to send me nude photos of your mother? Hey, I'll look at them. Only if they're tastefully done. I now still look at them. Once again, that's James at thedangerhouryahoo.com. Okay, speaking of uh, next level baseball, my son just got, he got uh, invited to play with this, um, it's called Sticks. It's uh, like a traveling ball club for like the best of the best players. So he just got invited to try out and we, he, we took him a couple days ago, first tryout. He's, there's going to be one more day to really weed out the other players and make the guy the guy's going to make his final decision. So uh yeah, man, pretty proud of it. I mean, this this kid loves the game. He's talking about uh he really wants to be a professional ball player. <laughs> I know he's a kid and that's just what he's saying now and it he could uh change his mind, of course, but it's something that he loves, so it's something that I'm going to especially cuz I like it too. So I have no problem supporting him in this and uh and also it's just great quality time you know what what could be wrong about this a lot of time at the park playing catch throwing the ball having him hit the ball it's just it, it, it's a win-win all around so uh so yeah i mean t and i love watching him play so i take him to practice no fucking problem take you to practice take you to your games take you to the park we'll play we'll practice batting cages because i mean i'm involved with the whole thing and it's so fun so uh Fuck, man. Who knows? You can see your old pal Danger sitting in one of the box seats up there in the stadium looking at his kid. 
Even if he's like a pinch runner, I don't care. He goes the route of Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I don't give a shit. That would be amazing if he made it. <laughs> but yeah, some of these parents are like really hardcore, really push their kids. But, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's good or bad in the end, but some of these kids are extremely next level where they look like they're a little professional. There was a, on, on his tryouts the other day, across at the next uh, field, I was looking over. These kids look like they were professional level players and they were only like nine years old. And it's like, holy shit. And they work with, uh, that was like the other private uh, or the traveling club. So, so Jesus. It's a lot of work, but he, could, he can get there. I have nothing but faith in this kid. All right, let's start moving right along. Uh, oh yeah, I mentioned my Hawaii body. I partly want to go back to Hawaii because uh, I like setting that goal for myself because it's it's hard to keep yourself in shape and to get the the will and desire to exercise and to, to eat right. And so when I set these goals up for myself, it just helps me focus and stay kind of on it. And you know what? Last night I fucked myself because I said I mentioned I went to that pizza joint. I can't eat pizza because I'm lactose intolerant. But I had I split a sandwich with my wife. Um, but you know, I just fucked my whole diet, dude. I felt so terrible because I didn't order any beer, but the other guys order pictures. Hey James, pull up a chair, come sit with us. So I pull up the sit with the guys, and right away, they pour me a fucking beer from the pitcher, you know? And I don't want to be like, oh no, thank you. I'm trying not to drink right now. But I was like, you know, yeah, I'll have one, no problem. Uh, just hanging out with the dudes, like I said, it establishes a camaraderie. So I'm antisocial. I got to do what I can where I can. <laughs> and while I'm sitting there, you know, I drink that beer. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Fucking another guy fills up my glass. And, you know, I, I don't want to be rude. So next thing you know, I had three beers. It's like, God damn it. Fucked up my whole diet that I'm on. My whole little plan. I'm even trying that protein fucking powder. But James, isn't that full of milk? Uh-huh. There's alternatives. This is like a plant-based protein powder. I'm not doing that whole, you know, post-workout, pre-workout bullshit. I just take some protein afterwards. I'll give you some protein, James. Oh, you dirty boy. I'm trying, everybody. I'm really trying, especially because I'm getting up there in age. I don't want to be one of these old fucks that's all, you know, out of shape and let myself go. So I'm trying to hold on as, as much as I can. I want to be in pretty good shape. So, so far, so good. But uh, anyway, my point is, my plan was to go to Hawaii this year, but to go to the Big Island to see the Volcanoes National Park because we've been big on national parks lately in the last few years. And uh, this time I'm taking the kids. So I thought it would be a cool experience to take them to go see the volcano. Well, good thing I didn't do that. I'm sure you all know what's going on in the news lately. Holy shit. Uh, so for two weeks now in uh, Hawaii, the Big Island, that volcano has been having fissures break open which is uh pretty much like little pockets of uh of lava busting out it's not the main volcano but it's like you know a ways down the line little pressure pockets popping open and spewing fucking lava so what 37 homes have been destroyed so far and it's just it, there's no sign of it stopping and actually today the main fucking volcano erupted it wasn't a full-on blast, but, you know, there's some shit going on in the main cavern. It's like, Jesus Christ, good thing I didn't book a trip there. 
it's a bunch of chaos over there. And it's the man, it's so terrifying looking at that. Cause I mean, nowadays, uh, we have all this footage and we, we have all this access. So you can see all this horrific stuff happening around the world and it's more, it affects you more. And it's actually, actually maybe it even numbs you more because there's so much shit going on all the time. It's just like, okay, what else is happening? Oh, what else is new? <clears throat> but the images of seeing the lava flowing to these people's houses and just, there's nothing you can do about it. It's devastating. Like just knowing, oh shit, there's a the lava. It's coming right to my house and there's nothing to be done. You know, if there was a fire, at least the fireman could attempt to fight it off. But you can't do shit. It's just the lava's coming. <laughs> is it, is it going to keep coming? Probably. And uh, it's just ruining all this stuff. And yeah, I, I know you've heard it all the time. Well, what the fuck, man? Why did you think you should live next to a volcano, you fucking idiot? <laughs> and yeah, you got a point. But like people say, yeah, you're living close to a volcano. And actually the islands are created from volcanic activity but you don't think it's going to happen and yeah you don't you live in california like me you don't think the big one's coming and afterwards you know how long has it been what 94 was the late was the last huge quake that i remember living through and uh you know there was some there was some pretty bad damage done at the time but you don't expect yeah they keep saying that they keep saying it they keep saying the big one's coming and then when it does happen Let's say it's like a 10 point something and there's just catastrophic damage. All these assholes from back use. What do you expect? You're living in earthquake country. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no matter where you go, are you safe? Like, shit can happen anywhere. I mean, you go to the Midwest, tornadoes. You go down south, southeast, there's hurricanes. You go up uh, uh, northeast. Fucking freezing winters, right? You go to, uh, you go up there, Wyoming, Montana. You got that uh, super volcano, Yellowstone, that could erupt and fuck everybody up there. Probably fuck the whole country if that thing goes up. So, I mean, no matter where you go, there's something that could happen. So, uh, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? I was born here. This, this is what happens. You're born in a place, and for the most part, you stay there. Um, what are you going to do? So I'm waiting for the big one to come. And then I'm waiting for someone to tell me, you see, <laughs> it's your fault. Why would you live there, dummy? Um, yeah, so we're going to Maui. Yes, we are taking the kids. That might be a bad, uh, that might be a mistake. But, uh, you know, I, I, I happen to love these little fuckers. And the thought of going on vacation without them made me feel bad. Because we've gone two years in a row without them. And I just want to take them on a on a magical adventure, take them on a plane for the first time. And yeah, I didn't go on a plane until I was able to pay for myself and when I was uh, 20-something. And these kids are going on 11 and 8 years old. I got a guy who's an extended family, Natalie's side, who uh, he's cool as shit. He works for the airlines. He gets free tickets. He got to take his goddamn kids in first class multiple times. So man, look at those kids, how spoiled they are. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean there's two ways to look at things in life from what i've as a parent from what i've seen in this regard uh as opposed to spoiling them one you kind of want to give your kids better than you had right i want to give my kids a better life than i ever had and then there's the other parents that are like 
I didn't get this, this and that. Why the fuck do they deserve to get it? So it's like you're kind of taking shit out on them. So both have their pros and cons, but I'm in the mindset of, you know what? I never got taken anywhere as a kid. All right. I, I went to Frisco. That's San Francisco for you people that don't know. Like TJ, we, we didn't go many places. Vegas, maybe like once it, it was, and we would even go for the reasons you would expect to, expect to go. So I never hardly went anywhere. So I've already, we've already taken these kids to a shitload of places because, you know, and I'm not thinking like, well, I didn't go nowhere, so why should you get to go somewhere? No, I'd rather be like, look, I don't go anywhere, so I'm going to take you as many places as I can. You know, I, I want my kids to have a way better life than me. Um, so there you go. There you have it. Am I going to spoil them? Yeah, they're spoiled. Uh, but not as spoiled as, as they could be. But I blame their grandfather mostly because of that motherfucker. <laughs> She'll come home. Papa gave me $100. Like, fuck, man. Papa gave me this. Papa is like, stop. What? What? Hey, if I can do it, I'm going to do it for them. It's like, well, I guess. I guess when I'm a grandfather, I'll probably do the same kind of shit. That'd be cool, huh? To be the grandfather that can like do what, like, hey, I'm going to take you and do this and that for you. I'm going to make your parents feel like shit because they can't do it for you. <laughs> I'll be there someday, I guess. But uh, boy, oh boy, this has been a whole bunch of fucking uh, rambling. I'll tell you what, is this even a podcast? Or is it a psychiatrist session? I don't even know anymore. But uh, I've had fun. Let's just keep it moving, shall we? Oh boy, what else is going on in the news? The Avengers Infinity War. Boy, oh boy. I think it's the uh, most, or has it beat? Let me, you know what? Look, let me look that up real quick. Hold on, I'm going to put it on hold. It'll be split second for you. All right, with the miracle of time travel, I'm back. It looks like Avengers Infinity War is still number five top grossing movie of all time. But it's creeping towards two billion. Right now it's at 1.7. Uh so yeah, it's going towards two billion. Hey, wait a minute. Why is there no Okay, wow, Jurassic World made that much money? Shit. So yeah, it's it's uh it's climbing towards Star Wars The Force Awakens at two billion. Can you believe number one is still Avatar? That shit came out of nowhere, right? Like, that was a cool fucking movie. You know, I just watched it again recently on Blu-ray because uh, I bought it <laughs> a long-ass time ago. I don't think I've ever watched it. And we watched it again. Man, it's fucking cool. It's pretty cool. Um, they're actually making a part two. You know that? It's been, like, what, 15 years or 10 years since that movie came out? And, uh, 09, 2009. Yeah, so it's been almost 10 years. And I think the part two is coming out in 2020. It's like, shit, dude. Does anyone still give a fuck? <laughs> I think they're making a part two and three that they've been working on. But uh, what's crazy is that guy, James Cameron, is so heavily involved with technology where he's actually um, cre like invented his own tech for these movies he's made that I'm excited to see what the hell he's done for these next ones coming up. Because that one was pretty break, because it was like a breakthrough, groundbreaking at the time. Just like the CG and the tech that he made. He, I think he... Didn't he make those cameras to wear on the face so he can mo motion capture or something? I forget what it was. But uh, yeah, he invented something for that movie. So, so yeah, the guy's pretty ingenious. And uh, I'm pretty excited to see what's going on. I'll, I'll see it. Fuck, I'm seeing everything. Tonight, I'm seeing Deadpool 2. 
That's right. Opening night, Thursday. I'm going to go see it at 7 o'clock with my wife. We're leaving the kids home alone. Is that a bad move? Is that, uh, is that a bad parent award? I mentioned to my wife that we should leave the kids with the neighbors. Um, there's these little girls that they play with all the time, and the parents are really cool. I was like, should we just leave them there for a couple hours? No, let's just leave them home. They'll be fine. We left them home before to go eat sushi. <laughs> we went out for uh, like a little, you know, little date night, just the two of us. And uh, we were gone for a couple hours, and they were totally fine. I did feel kind of bad. They're kind of young still. Maybe I shouldn't be admitting this on a podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait, can someone turn me into protective services on this one? I mean, just kidding. We've never done that. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm such a little fox. Uh, all right. Yeah, Deadpool 2 is coming out tonight. Exciting, exciting times. And after that, I got my softball game at 10 o'clock at night. Boy, oh, boy. It's a late one. And I got to be at work at 7 tomorrow morning. Woo! Wish me luck, everybody. Uh, although by this time you're hearing it, I'll have already, I, have a, I will already have played and probably played my greatest game ever. Because you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty confident. Maybe even overly confident. But I think, I'm gonna, I think my bat's going to be mighty tonight. And I think uh, my leg's going to pull through for me. No more muscle cramps. Because the problem is, I've gone from doing no running at all to doing quite a bit of sprinting, you know? Because you're standing out in the outfield, here comes a pop fly and you're sprinting towards it. Or even you hit the ball and you're sprinting to base. Trying to steal base, trying to get home. So a whole lot of sprinting for this old fuck. Jesus Christ, 34 years old. I, you know what? I never would have thought at 34 I'd be feeling these kind of older old man pains. Pretty annoying. Imagine at 44 how I'm going to feel. Oh, I can't even think about that. Like, I know people that are older, and they're still active. Like, still playing uh, with, their, with their grandkids, playing with the ball, softball. Or not softball, I mean. Yeah, we have a guy on my fucking softball team who is literally in his 60s. And he's running around. He's hitting the ball. Yeah, he's got two fucking blown knees, but he, he's got them strapped up, and he runs around the best he can. Does all right for himself. It's like, holy shit, how am I going to feel at this guy's age if I'm already feeling fucking pain at 34 years old? God damn it! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! That's my body talking to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? You just just do the best you can with what you got. Okay? You just make the most of it. All right, I think I've rambled long enough, so let's start closing it out. But first, we're going to do a little segment... Another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in the movie Avatar, playing Sam Worthington's character of Jake Sully. And here it goes. It is hard to fill a cup that is already full. 
Hey, yo, like, my cup is empty, you know? Trust me. You says Dr. Augustine. I'm no scientist. Then what are you? Hey, yo, like, I was a marine, a warrior of the, uh, Jarhead clan, you know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Jake Sully. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start closing the show out, everybody, with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy, fancy times, everybody. <laughs> I Fancy That is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change, something that makes me happy, something that I enjoy. Something that I fancy. <laughs> so I have a few this time because I'm lately I'm a very positive person. <laughs> I know you guys probably don't believe me, <laughs> but you'd be wrong. Now, uh, there's a few things. Number one, I heard this story a while back, and it's one of those feel-good stories that really tickles your fancy bones. Uh, so who knows if it's true? It'd be nice if it was true. So there is a, okay, this happened about eight years ago. This kid is walking around. He sees this Volkswagen bus. That is one of those old hippie vans, right? It's one of the classic ones. So this kid was uh, really into it. Like, oh, man, it's so cool, right? He writes a note. It says, uh, this is my dream car, and one day I will have one. Just wanted to let you know. Signs his name, you know? Puts it on the uh, windshield wiper or whatever of the Volkswagen bus. So eight years later... The guy winds up passing away, the owner of the Volkswagen bus. And his son is going through all of his stuff, and he goes through the glove compartment of the Volkswagen bus, and he finds that note that that kid left all those years ago. And this guy looks up the kid's name on the Facebooks, tracks him down, happens to be the guy. I don't know how he located him. Oh, I guess maybe, I guess he lives in the same area, I guess. Nevertheless, on the contrary. So he finds his kid. They uh, wind up hooking up somehow. And he tells him, hey, you know, I found the note you left on my father's Volkswagen bus. Now, here's the deal. You can have it as long as you promise to restore it and go on plenty of adventures. Wow. Isn't that fucking cool? That never happens, right? Only in movies. What a cool thing. Why wouldn't this guy just sell it? <laughs> Collect the money, because those things are pretty... Uh, right now, I think they're pretty hot. My uncle is in a Volkswagen car club. He's got a flawlessly beautiful 1966? Yeah. He's got a 66 Volkswagen Beetle. It's fucking beautiful. Inside and Out is perfect. It's even been featured in car magazines and internet, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, fancy time. So th- that's pretty sick. And those, he told me, I went to a car show with him one time, a couple times. But uh, some of these guys have these buses all fixed up. And Jesus Christ, they look so fucking cool. They trick them out. And uh, at the time, a few years back, he told me that they were extremely hot and selling for a lot of money. So that dude could have made a shit ton of money instead of blowing it on this guy for his dumb giveaway for his adventures. <laughs> fulfilling dreams and whatnot. No, that's pretty cool that he did that. That's really cool. Give this guy a fuck. Here, fix it up and go on lots of adventures. Deal? Sure thing, mister. That's pretty badass. And I also, I fancy that. Oh, uh, I also fancy um, the Avengers Infinity War. That's right. Jesus Christ. It's, uh, I was so excited to see the movie that I had tickets for uh, that Sunday, 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 and uh, nope, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday, Saturday morning. I couldn't wait. I didn't want anyone to spoil shit, and I needed to know what happened. It's been 10 years. These movies have, have all been, for the most part, very well done, and uh, just like this whole journey leading up to this, this is part one of a two-part finale, and holy fuck, did it deliver. There was some problems with it. Uh, for example, I'll give you this one, and this is spoilers, but I'm sure for the most part, if you listen to this, you've already seen it probably multiple times. The thing that bugs me is they had Thanos, that scene. Oh, let me give you a few of my favorite scenes. First, the one with Gamora uh, standing over the soul stone cliff. That was pretty fucking powerful. The second scene I love a lot was uh, uh, the one with Spider-Man, of course, when he was disintegrating. Uh, and the cool thing about that scene is that it was improvised from Tom Holland. He give, they gave him like minimal details to, uh, on what to do. And he came up with a lot of that shit on his own, which is pretty badass. And the other thing is um, the reason why he was aware of what was going on before everyone else. If you remember, everyone just kind of fucking vanished. But he was like, I don't feel so good because of his spidey sense. How he can pick up on disturbances that are coming up. You know about the Spidey Sense, don't you? That's right, James. Spidey Sense. That's right. Spidey Sense. So he was picking up on what was going on before. So he knew what was coming. And he felt it. And that's why he's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Oh, God, that shit killed a lot of people. I'm talking about, like, emotion. Emotionally. Besides the most people dying in the movie. <laughs> Which was a shock. That's what I also love about it, dude. It ended with a big gut punch. Like, holy shit, the bad guy won? All these people got wiped out, and I'm sure most of them will be back. First of all, they're not going to kill off the Guardians and Spider-Man. They will not do that. They're too big of money. Especially Black Panther. Just made a billion fucking dollars. They're not going to kill off that character. They will all be back. Um, but yeah, Doctor Strange... He went through 14-some-odd million combinations of the future, and only one became a victorious outcome. So whatever happened in this movie is the one chance they have. So there's, he's got some kind of ace up his sleeve, that old Doc, Doc Strange. So it has to do with Tony Stark. They left him alive. But uh, I don't know. You think, you think Tony and Cap are going are gonna to eat it in the next one? Hmm. We will see. We shall see. But yeah, that scene when the, they all, the other one I liked, 
was when they all attack Thanos and they're all working together and they have them all locked down. All they got to do is rip off his fucking gauntlet and it's all over. Two things. Why couldn't, and I know it's a movie, of course, this is all just bullshit arguing for just the sake of arguing because it is a movie. <laughs> Why couldn't Iron Man, who in the previous scene, the beginning of the movie, he, he cuts open a giant fucking circle in a spaceship, this solid metal, with his laser beam, why couldn't he just cut off Thanos' arm with his little laser? Done. The gauntlet is cut off his hand and his hand's still in it. Can he, uh, at that point, can he still control it if his hand's in it still? I don't know. Why can't he just cut off his hand? And Doctor Strange creates these little, like, uh, 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 what do you call them? Come on. I got it. Teleportation um, little circles he opened, like little portals to different dimensions and, you know, <laughs> he does like portal jumping. And if you know, if you remember in the scene before earlier in the, in the movie, that, that creature, his arm got cut off. Why couldn't he have done that? Put a little portal field around Thanos' arm and cut it off. What? Yeah. But stupid Star-Lord had to lose his shit and start punching Thanos in the face. Fucking dummy. Uh, anyway, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a few dumb things about the movie. But overall, it was fucking solid. The way that they uh, executed all of those characters and kept it interesting and epic. The whole movie was epic as fuck. Can't wait for the next one. Oh, boy. So, Avengers. I fancy that. And last but not least, my wife has been wanting to go to a Renaissance fair. I'd never been to a Renaissance fair I didn't know what to expect, but uh, I wound up taking her for Mother's Day. I took her, the kids. I was planning on taking my mom also and just getting everything done in one shot. So uh, after my kids' soft, um, baseball game, I told my mom, you know, I sent first I sent her some information about it the day before, like, hey, I want to take you here for Mother's Day tomorrow after the game. Oh, that sounds good, right? All the texts were all positive. As far as I knew, everything was going great. All the plans were set in motion and all the whatnots. So then after the fucking baseball game, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to let, let's just go to breakfast real quick. And then I'm just going to go home. I was like, why? Uh, I'm kind of got a headache. I, I, yeah. So uh, you guys go and have fun. She totally wussed out on me. Anyway, enough about the negativity. So I wound up taking the wife and kids and oh boy, was it fun. Oh, I never thought I'd like a Renaissance fair, but I really enjoyed it. Of course you do, James. It's full of pageantry and wonder, and not to mention beautiful dresses and puffy shirts. <laughs> it's right up your alley, James. Right up there. All right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I do like the festivities. Uh, no, it was really fun. Like I said, I had no, I had no idea what to expect. You, uh, it's kind of a pricey to get. It's like thirty bucks a person just to get in the fucking place, which, uh, which I think is uh, way too much money because. You walk in, and of course, there's some stuff included, but if you want to do almost everything inside the place, you got to pay extra money. So it's sort of a ripoff. Oh, hello. But I would definitely go back. That's how much fun I had, even though it cost that much. Um, yeah, it was super cool. So you first walk, well, we first walked in, and there's a dude uh, making weaponry, you know, heating up metal and shaping it on an anvil with a hammer. <laughs> it's pretty badass. And he's got like a huge ass, uh, like a bellow behind it. He's pulling the rope and it's blowing the air at the uh, fire to make the flame hotter. 
pretty cool. And that's just walking in the place. And then you keep walking, you see weapons made out of wood, even weapons made out of metal. You can go in there and buy a fucking sword. You can buy like an Excalibur sword. It's crazy. You can buy like a giant, uh, like a big old axe, you know, like a battle axe. It's nuts. And of course, everyone's drinking. Everyone, Dude, that place just seems like it's full of heathens and <laughs> and people that are up to no good, but in a fun way. It just like it's it screams sexuality and uh, just having a fucking great time, dude, and letting loose. It's sort of like yeah, like it's like devilish. Oh, oh my! <laughs> oh Jesus, Jesus Christ! It's pretty badass. People really get into it. So uh, and everyone, you know. Everyone that's uh, selling drinks and stuff, if you if you tip them, they smash this symbol and go, huzzah! It's pretty funny. Everyone, a lot of people really get into it and they talk uh, old-timey, you know? Like this one guy, we're walking and my son had a Dodger hat on and I have a Dodger hat on too. And he goes, what is this law that's written on thy uh, head cover? What does that mean? And Jacob's looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because he didn't really know, we, <laughs> he didn't understand what the place was at first. And uh, he was just looking around like, what What are they doing? Who are these people? What is going on? So when that dude's like, what is this law written on thy head cover? And then uh, he looks at me and he goes, oh, you have the same. Is it your family name? And it's like, uh, yeah, la la. We're looking for fa. <laughs> Dad joke. And uh, yeah, it was just pretty fucking cool, man. Everyone's uh, just up for having a good time. And uh, a lot of the chicks there, a lot of the bigger women, wear these really tight girdles with their almost their breasts popping out like they, their shirts can hardly contain them uh, a lot of the women that work behind the counters like at bars and stuff and it's pretty funny because this one chick she uh, every time she got tipped she would just jiggle the fuck out of her tits <laughs> and my son's like oh that's gross I'm like yeah sort of is uh she was pretty big pretty big gal uh, but it's pretty fucking cool, man. Everyone gets really creative with their costumes. And uh, it's just like, you know, there's all these booths set up. And uh, it looks like, you know, hundreds of years back, the way that people are dressed up. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. There's fairies and pixies and fucking ogres and trolls. All these people dress up as all this crazy shit. There's one guy dressed up like an orc. I took a photo of him with the family. Pretty badass. Uh, and then they have these old-timey games, right? Where you, uh, or you could also shoot, uh, you know, archery. There's uh, knife throwing, axe throwing, all that cool stuff. And then, of course, every time I see one of these things, I have to do them. I don't know what it is. I looked it up because I don't know what it was called. It's called a high striker. That's where you swing the giant hammer down on that little, you know, that cushiony part and it, it shoots the metal thing up. <laughs> I sound like a fucking moron. You know when you hit the cushiony thing and it shoots the metal thing up and it goes ping? Yeah, that game. It's called a high striker. It's like a strongman competition, right? Every time I see it, I just I like the challenge of trying to ding that fucking bell. It's so simple yet so satisfying. So I'm I'm waiting around because there's a few people that are before me, and uh, no one can fucking do it. And all their techniques were all wrong. Now here comes this giant motherfucker, right? And I'm talking. This is a beast of a man. Easily about six six and about three hundred and forty pounds. Just a huge motherfucker. I'm like, all right, he's gonna get it for sure. He goes up there and just uses his arms, right? And it goes halfway. I'm like, look at that. And he only tried once. You get five tries for $5. 
And uh, but he took uh, like another, I think his girlfriend or friend's turn. So he only went once, and then he passed it on. He got embarrassed and passed it to someone else. And I was like, oh shit. Well, I know he's using the wrong technique, but fuck. Oh, I just said butt fuck. Ah. Uh, so I wasn't sure. I mean, I was fairly positive I can do it, right? So I go up there. And uh, I give it a good whack, and it goes halfway, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm one of these fucking losers. Everyone I watched before me didn't do it. And then I was like, all right, come on, dickhead. You've done this before and other times. Is this one rigged, or uh, are you just really a bitch? And I slammed on it the second time, and it goes like 70% of the way up. I'm like, god damn it. And my wife, she's filming, and she goes, come on. (laughs) And then the guy that's in charge of the game, like I said, they're all into it. Come on. Sire, you can do it. He's screaming at me. And I'm like, oh, come on, dickhead. What is up? And so this time, you know, I really put my weight into it. And I, you got, you got to like kind of jump up a bit and slam it down, right? And I do it. Bing! It's like, yes. And then I went for my fifth time or a fourth time. Boom! Bing! Yes. And then my fifth time. Boom! Bing! Three times in a row. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Beat that, hot shots. And then I leave and the next person goes up and they don't do it. And this other dude walks up and he fucking does five in a row. Upstaged me. And I walked away with my head hung low. (laughs) But uh, man, that's so fun. But there was a kid version. That's why we were watching the people that were next because we we were uh, hanging around waiting for the kids to to go up. And they both did it too. Uh, I think three times, just like just like their old man. So it's pretty fun. So we keep walking, and then all of a sudden, here comes a dunk tank. And I, I could not resist. I'm like, ah, $5, 10 balls. I was like, that seems like a good deal to me. Hand over my money. There's only one other person doing it, this little kid. And while the girl's pouring uh, the, the balls into my little area, they're kind of like the size of softballs. They're not like baseball size, which is what I thought they were. Um, but hey, softballs, it's a, it's a bigger ball, right? You hit the target with. So this kid, he uh, he's throwing his, and he's coming close. And uh, I'd say the target is about the size of a baseball. And this guy up there is talking so much shit. You wouldn't believe how much shit he's talking. And, uh, but he's good at it, so you got to respect it. And um, so I have my first throw, and I throw it, and I'm, up, I'm like a foot above the target. And he goes, ah, what, did he teach you how to throw it, huh? Talking about the kid teaching me how to throw. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. My second ball, I fucking nail the target and the son of a bitch goes in the water. Yeah! It was beautiful. Everybody was cheering. He gets out. He's all wet and he's talking shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a lucky shot. Yeah, you see if you could do it again. This and that. Everybody's fucking thrilled, but no more than me because I was like, all right. This is my first time playing this dunk tank game and I suck and sunk that motherfucker. And just the feeling because he was talking so much shit of sinking him, you know? And then he uh, puts his little seat back up and sna- and uh, locks it together. And he gets back up there. And I go, <laughs> I- I'd say it loud enough so he can hear me. I go, can I get $4 back, please? And people start laughing, right? And he goes, ah, look at you getting cocky. Try it again then, huh? That first one was nothing. Let's see if you got it in you again. Just trying to get me to spend more money. But uh, I think I took like a few more throws and I missed. And then I gave the rest to my kids. But uh, oh, man, it's such a great feeling seeing that motherfucker go in. Actually, uh, later on, we, were, we walked through the whole place and we were walking back to leave and there was a girl up there who was sitting on that little seat and the guy who was up there, he had a wig on, so 
he had his wig off, but he's walking through the crowd, and he's, he looks at me, and he goes, don't just stare at her like a pervert. Why don't you try playing so you can knock her in? And I recognize his voice as the guy talking shit from the first time, and I go, hey, didn't I, didn't I sink you earlier today? And he... <laughs> Then he recognized me, and he's like, ah, and he just kind of walked away. He's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Ah, it was so great. So after that, we kept walking in. We uh, went to the food court area, and man, they had so many booths set up. We all got uh, like different food to eat, and I tasted everyone's food. It was pretty fucking good. I was trying to be a good boy, and I got uh, um, a beef and lamb gyro. You ever know what that, you know what that is? Some most people pronounce it gyro, but it's pronounced gyro. It's a Mediterranean, like a you know, like a taco, like a pita bread with the meat and the all the vegetables cut up in there. And it was pretty fucking good. The place is pretty pricey, but uh, it's fun, man. It's super fun. So we ended the night or the afternoon, evening. We went to go see that uh, jousting to the death. It's pretty badass. I mean, it's included, so you don't have to pay anything extra. It's just cool, the whole pageantry of the whole thing. Like, you know, you got each side of the arena has their team you got to root for. So we had the black and yellow knight. The other people had the white and blue. So we're just all screaming every time, like, the white and blue person does something good. You boo the fuck out of them. It's just fun. And after all the jousting's over, our side lost. But they jump off the horses and they fight to the death. And our fucking dude got murdered. He killed He killed a few people on the blue and, uh, blue and white team, but then he got killed. And afterwards, my kids got a picture with the bloody the bloody knight. So overall, it was really fun. I would be so down to go back. But it's not for everyone because when my dad heard, I sent him a photo because I took a picture with Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty badass. And then he goes, uh, he's like, hey, what'd you, like, how was that thing? Because my mom was supposed to go. And I was telling him all about it. He goes, ah, I know why you like it because you like Halloween and dressing up. I was like, yeah, I do. And it was great. I'm like, you would hate it because you have a big stick up your ass. Oh, what's the, uh, yeah, that seems dumb. People dressed up as as fairies and wizards. Ugh, stupid. <laughs> I was like, you just don't get it, man. I should probably take his ass. I think he actually would. Well, do they have, do they have stuff made out of wood? I was like, yes, they did. They had a whole lot of woodwork. Oh, really? <laughs> That's the key to my dad's heart, wood. Oh, my God, James. Like father, like son. Oh, Jesus. Fell right into that one. You sure can, James. Oh, boy. Speaking of wood, there was a couple dudes. They seemed like they're Dungeons and Dragons type dudes. Uh, they had glasses on and the whole thing. Um, just seemed like real nerdy. But they were their costume were fucking sick. They looked uh, pretty legit. They were playing Jenga with these giant, giant Jenga pieces. And uh, they they only could use swords to take the pieces out. And these guys were pretty fucking good with these swords. This one guy, he all he had was... You know, you know the Jenga tower? So like halfway, there was one piece in the middle of the stack keeping up. You know what I'm talking about? So you remove the pieces on the outer side. There's just that center piece, and it's in the center of the tower. And this motherfucker hits it with his sword sideways, knocks the, the shit out sideways, and the rest of the tower falls down onto the bottom remaining part of the tower, and it stays up. It's like, holy shit. It's pretty fucking sick. I, I should organize a, a big old party there and have all kinds of motherfuckers meet up and just uh, get into some debaucherous good times. Uh, fun, fun, fun. The original Renaissance Pleasure Fair, it's called, and it's in Irwindale at the Santa Fe Dam Recreation Center. 
I believe there's still like one more, one or two more weekends left. So uh, if you if you listen to this shit in time, you can still make it. I think it's Memorial Day weekend's the last weekend, or maybe it's this. I don't know. Who fucking cares? But uh, if you miss it, you can go to the next one next year. I'll see you there. And uh, Renaissance Pleasure Fair. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. The fuck you moment is the opposite of fancy. It's when I get to get negative again because I like to end every show on a negative note. You motherfucker. Fuck you, microphone cable. How's that? Uh, <laughs> all right, my fuck you moment goes to, oh boy. Spectrum? Or is it Time Warner? Or is it who? Or what? What was the last one you were, you fucking assholes? Spectrum, dude. Fuck you, Spectrum. You heard me, Spectrum. Fuck you. Let me tell you why. It was Time Warner before, and it was completely fine. I had no issues with my internet. Absolutely none. It was completely and utterly fine. All of a sudden, oh, we become Spectrum now. And oh, all of a sudden, like magic, my internet becomes shit. Why? So I, you know, call and complain. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm not, my signal is no good now. Oh, well, we'll send a technician out there to see what the problem is. Here comes that dickhead. He comes out. Oh, well, I can see that you, uh, your, your wiring is up here is bad. I just got to replace that, the cable line, and blah, 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 blah. It'll be good as new. All right. So he replaces the cable line up to the fucking pole. He's here for a while. This was like, a, you know, like last year. Uh, he's here for a while, and then he's done, and it seems like it's fine. And then he leaves, and it's still a little bit wonky once in a while. It's like, oh, God. And then sometimes, you know, uh, before it would kick me off the, uh, like, Netflix. Or it would say the signal is no good or whatever. So once he fixed that shit, it, it, it fixed that problem. But I've still had little problems with my fucking internet or, like, taking so long for shit to load. And it's like, what are we doing here? We're paying quite a bit of fucking money, it seems. And, um, and every goddamn, like, you know, what the, the contract is for, like, a year or, like, 12 months. First, they sign you up, and it's like, oh, you get, uh, you know, two years for twenty four ninety nine or whatever it was, like, five years ago. And every year since then, it goes up, like, $10. Goes up $5. And then you got to call and complain. Oh, well, here's the thing we can offer you this time. Or they go like this. This is the latest one. Oh, well, you right now, you're paying uh, $59.99. Uh, went up to $64.99. Just for fucking internet only. Is this... Is this expensive? Am I bitching for no reason? Because it seems like a lot. When I used to pay $20, $25, it seemed like five years ago. That's what it seemed. Now it's $65 fucking dollars. So I call them to complain, and they're like, Oh, well, it shows here that you're on this and this and that speed. Oh, lucky you. We have a promotion for you can get double the speed for the same price. Oh, great. Really? Wow, what a steal. Man, my shit was working perfectly fine before, but huh, let me just... Pay more now, you motherfuckers. I know it's a big scam. I know it. I know it. Oh, well, you know, that's what Time Warner was, was offering. 
Spectrum, we offer a faster speed, but it costs a little more because you'll see that the speed doesn't compare and you'll be completely happy with the blah, 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 blah. fucking dicks. So I'm like, all right, I will try this thing out because uh, I'm sick of all this horse shit. So if this is what it takes to, for me to pay 65, you're going to double my speed. I just don't even, you've beat me. You've worn me down. I don't give a fuck. Just make it work fast enough where it's not lagging or, you know, it's, oh, it's loading or, oh, no signal. Just stop because I have a new fucking modem and router and all that other bullshit. So it's not that. You hear how angry I am? It's this fucking company. I don't think I'm doing it justice explaining it, but they've, they've dicked me over so much where every goddamn contract is over. They, they jack up the price and they're hoping, this is what they're hoping. That you don't say anything or that you're on an automatic payment plan and that you don't even notice what's going on. That's what they want to happen. Oh, well, your contract ended and you started a new one and the price, the, yeah, sorry, we don't, we don't currently offer that price the last, as the last month. Yeah, sorry, we don't have the code to enter into your fucking account. Oh, yeah? Then how come these new customers can get this, uh, extremely great deal oh well, yeah because you're not a new customer that code doesn't apply to you <laughs> yeah fuck off it's a big goddamn scam all of it everything <sighs> spectrum Son of a... every time i see one of those trucks drive by i just want to i just want to plow into it and run off the side of the fucking road you remember my fantasies i have in my head well, that's one of them whenever i see a spectrum van i want to t-bone it and i and magically, we appear on a cliff, a cliffside, where uh, before we're just in the streets. But all of a sudden, in my fantasy, we've, we've uh, teleported to a, a beautiful cliffside area. And I just T-bone the fucking van. And yeah, it's not the guy's fault. Maybe the guy can jump out. But the Spectrum van rolls down to the bottom of the hill and bursts into glorious flames. <sighs> Spectrum, fuck you. Fuck you. All right, that's gonna do it. That's the show. Oh, it's over. Hopefully, uh, if you're at work, you you at least burned an hour by not really focusing on what you did, and you probably made some mistakes, and possibly people's lives are on on the line here. So hey, I'll I'll, t- I'll accept that. I mean, we got to thin the herd, right? Just a little bit. And plus, if you have anyone's life in your hands, and you listen to the show. They're probably better off dead anyway, right? Yeah, I thought so. All right, everybody. I hope you have a good day, a good night, a good week, good month, good year, and a good life. Oh, and I'm going to leave you with something. It's not a personal, tangible gift. It's an audio file. So, um, sorry to disappoint you, but I did hear this. Uh, unless you like it, then you will not be disappointed. Then you're welcome. I don't ask me what I was doing because I'm not going to tell you. But one, one, uh-oh. <clears throat> One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing him away. So why steal him? Because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I ran into uh, this Asian man. He's very old. He was sitting in his chair at his house. And he had a little Asian servant guy. And this guy was doing whatever the guy would, would order him to do, which wasn't much because he didn't speak very much. But I met this man, and he was a man of few words. But he was a very, he seemed like he was a good, happy soul. He must have been about 90 years old, though. He was old as fuck. 
just sitting in this chair looking off into the yard, sort of like falling in and out of sleep, probably. But he had on this radio this song playing on a loop over and over again, and I fucking dug it. It really, really captured my attention, and I even uh, took out my Shazam, and I captured this song. It's all Asian. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I know who the artist is, but I was never really clear on, this, on the song title. I'm not even sure how I got it. Um, it's Teresa Tang. I think she died. She was like a young chick. Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A, Tang, T-E-N-G. Um, yeah, and the name of the song, it's like a bunch of Chinese characters or whatever language this is, sorry. It says 1971, Alshan Girl? Alishan Girl, I think. I don't know. I got this off the internet and I just ripped it off a, off a YouTube file. Alishan Girl. I fucking dug it. It sounds like it's from a Quentin Tarantino movie. And uh, it was sounding pretty fucking cool. So here it is. This is what I'll end the show with. The, uh, the old Asian man listening to this song on loop over and over. So it must have been some kind of, Im- of importance to him. And so I'm passing it off to you people. From one good, kind-hearted old Asian man to a good, kind-hearted 34-year-old podcaster. Now I'm passing it on to you. And as always, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. Shine.